Good. All right. So, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, trainers. Hi, right. Hi everybody. It's going to be back in home. Please hold your applause. Okay. <laughs> this thing is out of control, let's be honest. Come on. Got it. Boom. Uh, yeah, like you said, I've been doing a, a school called Discipleship Training School. It's a really great. It works with YWAM Youth with a Mission. It's an awesome place to kind of just uh, learn about who you are as the messenger of God and who you are as a disciple. And um, a lot of the things we did, we, uh, most of y'all probably saw me when I got done with my lecture phase when I was here for Christmas. Um, the main thing that was doing was just learning about who you are as the messenger and what your mission is and how everywhere is your mission field kind of thing. And then after that, after Christmas, we took two months and we were in, uh, I, the group I went with went to the northeast coast around the New England area. We went up to D.C., New York, uh, New Jersey, Boston, Pittsburgh, all kinds of places, New Hampshire. <laughs> and it was just, it was wild. You know, uh, it was completely wild. And we minister mainly to the, uh, to the homeless there and also the people that just need to seek and find God. Um, I mean, we went to, when we went to D.C., we were in Lincoln Heights, which is the government-funded um, living area. And uh, they, told us, they told us this. And this is like the difference between your regular youth group missions and stuff, and then, you, you know, you're, you know, you're a college age, and you're doing mission work, but they said, all right, just kind of wander around the streets, and uh, just don't go too far, and stuff, just know your way back, but go ahead and go out and pray for random people, you know, that kind of freaked me out, you know, I'm from Canyon, Texas, you know, it's like praying for people who can go to Walmart, hey, can I pray for you, they're like, oh, I'm a Christian, it's like, so yes, like, you know, you don't know what to say, but for these people, you have no idea, you know, I can walk into Walmart, like, I have to tell my friends that visit with me, like, I can't go anywhere public because I've just lived here my whole life. So somebody will probably be like, oh, Trey, I haven't seen you in forever. And you're there talking for an hour. You're like, okay. You know, and so if we're in a hurry, I always tell them, like, we might just want to go, you know. Well, there it's, you know, nobody knows you. Nobody knows your life. You don't know theirs. We were walking around, and this random guy, he was, like, kind of jogging across the street and checking his back and stuff. And so I was like, he seems like a guy to pray for, right? So we, we go up there. And I'm not the one that said it. It was this other girl. She was from... Um, where was she? She was from Russia. She was like, let's go, play, let's go pray for this random man walking across the street. I'm like, okay, let's go. So we go and we're asking this random guy like, hey, can, can we pray for you? And he's like, pray for me? It's like, yeah, we're just going around talking about Jesus. We want to know if you want prayer. And the guy's like checking his back. He's like, yeah, sure. We pray for him. We later figure out he's a drug dealer. Uh, and uh, he's kind of just kind of checking his back, running away from whatever. But we pray for him. He wants to accept, you know, accept Christ. He accepts Christ and he gives up uh, drugs and everything like that right there on the spot. You know, Jesus met him where he was at. And so, like, that's what, that's what our main mission was, was to spread his great love. Um, I don't know if y'all seen any of my videos. I don't post them quite a bit. It's been super busy the last two months of my life. But um, our main mission was to show everyone God's great love. So what we, are, what we do by that is being proof by loving them. So they can't say, well, I don't see proof of God. It's like, yes, you do. Let me show you. And so you proved them that by speaking about Jesus and loving them as if Jesus would. Well, um, it was awesome. The outreach was just absolutely amazing. And it was completely life-changing in the sense that I figured out, uh, figured out a lot about um, what Jesus can do in people. Um, uh, the main count that we got, we got 17 healings throughout the whole entire thing. And these healings weren't just your average, you know, headaches. These healings were like calculated. We saw, this is the healings we saw resulted right there in front of us. Um, for instance, uh, me and some friends prayed for a guy. He had gotten in a wreck. He, his hip was out of place, and his knee had made his foot bend this way. Uh, I don't really understand what that is. I'm not a, anything medical or anything. But, uh, and then he had a mental disability where he, his emotions would all 
pop off into random stuff. He'd be angry, sad. He'd be crying. He'd be happy, laughing. And, you know, his friends were attesting to this. They're like, he's, he's been like this. We've asked for prayer a lot of times. And I got like three or four of my friends. We came over and prayed for this guy. Um, and right there on the spot, he goes, I feel completely like at peace in my mind for the first time since the, the wreck. And then he was walking away and he turns around like really fast and he goes, my foot, it's not. And he goes, my foot's not facing this way anymore. It's only facing this way. And then he goes, my hip, it feels like it's back in place. So like God completely and utterly just healed this man right here. And those are the kind of healings, uh, 17 of those throughout all those two months. Um, and it was just praise God, you know, glory to God with all that. And then the next, the next thing uh, right after that was salvations. We got 21 salvations that were right there on the spot. And you know what's funny how we got those is we asked them, do you know where, you're, you, do you, know where you will go when you die? And they were just like, I have no idea. I was like, do you want to be more confident in that? Do you want to like, and the thing is, that's all we did. We didn't tell them. I mean, we planted them in a church, but we didn't go and tell them, like, now these are the rules for being a Christian and stuff, because you know what? That's, that's not our job as missionaries. Our job is to just spread the love and get them to know Jesus. And then when they get plugged into a church, we're pretty much helping the church, raising up the arms of the church. That's what we're doing as missionaries. So we have 21 of those salvations. And then what I, I kind of made up this word, or I kind of made up this thing, because we didn't have this in our little um, our data stuff where we write down everything, a re- uh, record of everything. But I thought of the thing, seeds planted, or as us missionaries know it, mobilized. As in, we've mobilized people into the church. And we got uh, 1,300 and something of those. And the thing is, those seeds planted were people that we would walk with, that we'd talk with for six blocks. And we'd just talk to them and say, like, is this something you want to consider? And they walk away saying, you know what, I want to look into that in the future. It might not have been right there, but we know God's going to meet them where they're at, because they just need a softened heart. So that's kind of mainly what's been happening the last two months. And now... Uh, kind of on to like what's next uh, for me as a missionary and um, my next season in life. Uh, there's been a, two main things kind of come up, which I, I wanted to talk mainly, you know, to you guys, my church about. Um, uh, one decision is to go back to the school and do a school of evangelism, which is the next step. It's a secondary process. And this thing, it is full of just, uh, you know, apologetics, a lot of theology and awesome, great stuff to be an evangelist. It's a lot of knowledge. And the experience level is kind of uh, midway. You know, it's kind of like we'll be going for two months again. And then I also have another one, which is the awesome opportunity with working with YWAM Amarillo. Um, that's just starting up. I'll be the first staff member with a guy named Jimmy Heisler. He's a great guy. And starting with her aquaponics missions. Uh, but the only thing is I'll be getting more experience rather than a lot of knowledge kind of thing. Uh, recently, it's kind of come to my attention with praying that uh, it's kind of fork in the road. And I really, uh, I wanted to, <laughs> you know, if y'all would have talked to me last Sunday, I would have said, oh, yeah, it's School of Evangelism. If you talked to me a few days ago, I'd been like, I'm going to staff at YWAM Amarillo. But praying more and more, it's uh, I really came this morning saying, like, these are my two choices, and I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to do. And I have to make this choice in a week. Um, I'm kind of stressing out about it, but it's no big deal because I know God will provide. Uh, this is the thing that I've realized and I wanted to come to talk to my church about mainly is uh, this next season in my life, either road that I choose— um, and the thing is, is I've, I was talking to David about this, is like, and he was saying it, he goes, I feel this way during Pastor Appreciation Week, but I've never like, felt so much love and so much caring from a church ever in my life, ever from a group of people. Um, every time I come home, every single person is just completely wanting to know what's going on with my life, and that never has happened really before. And uh, I wish in a way I could give back in so many ways I wish I could. And uh, I was praying actually right there during worship, like how could I give back to my church and he was just saying, through words of knowledge, minister to your church because that refills them. And so I've been trying to, yeah, amen, I know, right? Amen. It feels so good to say something like that. Uh, anyways, but um, hallelujah. Uh, and I was just thinking about what it was. And this next season of my life, um, 
I'm going to mainly be needing uh, financial partners along the way, uh, monthly financial partners, and I can talk more about that more toward the end of the service um, and everything like that, but mainly I just want to show you guys love. I mean, give you guys newsletters and updates about my life and stuff if you choose to support me uh, emotionally, morally, and financially. I want to give back to you. And the main thing I wanted to give back to my church, through this whole entire fork in the road, I feel like God has told me that I have the choice completely and utterly. That he has told me, like, Trey, you're the one that's going to choose this. I'm not choosing it for you. Which is very difficult because in the past I always go to friends like, hey, what do you think is a good idea? And they kind of tell me, and I'm like, sweet, I'll go with that. You know, I, I usually go with what my friends tell me or what my pastors or the people in my life tell me. But this is the one time, every single time I've gone to somebody, it's always been this back and forth. And it's like, God's like, you're going to have to choose. Nobody's going to help you. And it's like, I'm here, like, in whatever, like, you determine, like, you determine your path, but I determine your steps kind of thing. Over and over again, he's been saying that. And so, mainly, I've thought about something, and this is so, this is sick, this is crazy. You guys are going to freak out. I was asked this question uh, yesterday, and this is a question I want y'all to ponder just for a few seconds. Can God create a stone so big he can't lift it? Like, and we think about that, and we're like, well, he can lift anything. But, I mean, he has the ability to create anything. So, like, he can't, but then he could lift it. But, like, he could lift a stone that he can't. And so it kind of goes back and forth. And then my friend told me the answer to the question. It blew my mind because I didn't understand this, that this is why it's going to be my choice. But he said God did create a stone that he chose not to lift, and it's called free will. He created it so big that he chose, I'm not going to lift that stone. He gives us the choice whether we want to sin and go away from him or to come toward him. He looks at us and he says, you can choose. I give you that opportunity. And that's the crazy thing that I've realized. This whole entire thing, this fork in the road, this whole entire next season of my life, I have no idea what it is. And I know it's just, I know, I know God's just going to go, it's last minute. And every plan I've made in the last few months, I've made, a, and I've made a lot of plans. God has changed. And so I've been talking about it. Maybe that's just a fear I have of making a choice because I'm afraid God will just change it. You know, it's not his plan. But the main thing is, is I know what God wants me to do. And that's he wants to, mobilize me into missions. He wants to mobilize me into getting into people's lives and ministering to people. And mainly, I just wanted to minister my, to my church a little and say that, you know, this generation, this whole entire group of people right here is one. In this town, Canyon, Texas, uh, this one little bit, sorry I'm, if I'm going over, I'm sorry, but um, this one little bit, I wanted to minister to you guys. This has been on my heart. This is what outreach showed me in uh, my life with missions. And I want to spread it to you guys because it's so powerful. But the thing is, is um, God wants to use every single one of y'all's talents, whether it's test-taking, studying, or if it's like doing some crazy musician stuff, if it's painting, if it's just going and doing your job, something like that. He wants to use that to do something in this world. I had friends that, uh, another group went to India, and they risked their free lives preaching the gospel there. If they would have been seen on media or by just one wrong person, they all could have went to prison right there on the spot. I'm talking about these guys are my age, left their homes just like I did, their parents, went over there, and they probably could have got thrown in jail and had to stay there. Like, that's how crazy it is. And then my friends went to South Korea, which South Korea is an amazing Christian nation. It's abs- they're sending out just as many missionaries as America is. But then North Korea, they have on walls in children's place, like in schools and stuff, they have on walls paintings of Koreans killing Americans, say, killing, um, kill Americans. Like, they say that. It's wild. I can't even believe it. But they went into places like that in North Korea, and they preached the gospel. They risked their actual lives going and preaching the gospel. And then when people come to us and say, hey, you should go and preach the gospel in the school, they're like, I don't want to break any rules, you know? I don't want to, I don't want people to get angry, you know? And that's the thing. Like, we look at, when I looked at that, I was like, oh my gosh, like, 
do, am I a missionary just because I travel somewhere? Or am I a missionary just because I walk out of the church? And that's when it hit me that we're all missionaries, every single one of us. It just matters where your mission field is. Mine can be a lot of different places. Somebody's could be their workplace. You know, you know the youth, it could be their school. And the thing is, we're worried. it's like there's a comedian that talks about how loitering is the weirdest crime in the world because they're like, you know, when you're loitering, they're like, hey, move. And then they're like, no. Like, you know, like, <laughs> that's like defying the law. And the thing is, is like, I look at the school and I'm like, that's a place where it could grow. I've heard a lot of stories recently about the junior high and about like some drug stuff and stuff like that. And I'm like, God, God's bigger than that. The people of God are bigger than that. If we, get some, if we mobilize some youth kids and just going in their school and saying, you know, like, this is God. This is who he is in your life. So what if a teacher or somebody comes up, you know, and says, you know, hey, that's not right. Be like, sorry, keep going. Because, you know, like, those people are risking their free lives. They still preach the gospel at all times, you know. And that's the funny thing is, like, some of those teachers, even in those schools, say they want to say something about God to these kids, but they just can't. They have to rely on their students to do it. And that's, like, the main thing I just wanted to give to you guys. Wherever you go, school, work, whatever like that, if they're like, oh, you know, it's Christianity, you know, it might offend some people. And it's like, well, then if they're Christian, they won't be offended, right? So maybe I should talk to them about Christ. And, you know, like, God made a stone he couldn't lift, you know, that he doesn't want to lift. And he, it's called free will. And he gave you the chance to go and preach the gospel. And I feel like my next step is that. So I just wanted to minister to you guys and thank you guys so much for ministering to me in my life with your giving and your moral just, like, help and everything. You know, all your random comments on Facebook, your likes on Facebook and stuff like that. And just when I come back, just your hugs and you're happy to see you. It means a lot to me. It really does. And it's good to see all you guys and be able to call this my home church and be able to say I'm a missionary out of Calvary Baptist in Canyon. And it just feels so good to say that. And I just wanted to minister back to you guys about that. And thank you guys so much.